0: Blob Talk Radio Blob Talk Radio
1: This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea.
0: Alright, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. As always, I am your host, Michael Moldea. And uh, as has become customary, whenever we are recording this program, I tend to let you know because, well, a lot can happen between uh, the time of recording and the air date, especially nowadays. So today is uh, September the 22nd, year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, It is a fresh program, but it's a few hours earlier than it's supposed to air. Uh, for those of you asking why we don't put the link up on YouTube anymore, well, uh, YouTube has deemed that we are eh and so uh, we've gotten a couple strikes. So uh, this is sort of irrelevant because you're finding this, I guess, on Rumble. But, yeah, Rumble is going to be our new platform until, uh, you know, they decide that what we have to say is uh, – no longer part of the narrative it's not uh fit for human consumption because well uh the things we say are true and since most of the world today is feasting on deception as though it were an endless buffet and uh the truth is nowhere to be found sort of like a decent piece of steak at an affordable price haha uh, well, you know, uh, everybody is uh, focused on the truth-tellers and uh, trying to undermine them. Uh, as, as far as that's concerned, uh, I have a confession to make. I have been found out. I have been exposed. I have been discovered. Uh, it has been said that I beat my wife, and uh, I do, at chess. I beat my wife at chess most of the time, but sometimes she gets a good one in. Uh, What am I, Muslim? Come on, air this out. There's a lot of things we need to talk about, but I want to air this out because it it, it annoyed me. Anybody who knows my wife uh, understands how improbable that is. Because let's just say she'd go down fighting if ever I decided to raise my hand to her. Look, I, I, I married a very beautiful, understanding, supportive, driven, uh, highly skilled in her field woman. She is an amazing mother. She is a good helper as far as a wife. And any man who raises his hand to his wife, Um, is is no longer a man. Let's just get that out there. Now, as I said, a lot of things we could be talking about, but today, uh, for the first however many minutes it takes, uh, we're going to head to Ephesians 5 and discuss the reciprocity of a marriage. I know, I know, but Mike uh, Putin said he's going to use nukes. Yeah, but this, 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 this is more important to me. And since it's my program, and since it's my time, uh, I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. So, uh, I, you know, I was going to be flippant about it and say yes, I beat my wife, but only when she asks. Or uh, there's always a safe word. But no, this is this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous on its face. Uh, and so again I am not Muslim I I do not beat my wife I do not put her in a burqa I do not say she cannot drive a car my wife uh, has a job in fact she has a career Uh, in her uh, chosen field she's been featured in a handful of national magazines because she's so good at what she does Uh, (laughs) it's, it's hilarious like I said anyone who knows my wife but Uh, we we do need to discuss the difference between a patriarchal marriage and a biblical marriage, because I feel as though a lot of people uh, think the two are interchangeable. And uh, because feminism is what feminism is, and for the last two decades... uh, the The anti-patriarchy league has grown by leaps and bounds because if you're a princess and a queen, how how dare you serve a man? Uh, but that's that's where they don't remain, pa- you know, interchangeable. Patriarchy or a patriarchal marriage and a biblical marriage are two very different things. Uh, in a biblical marriage, there is a reciprocity of duty, and we're going to get into that. In a patriarchal marriage, well. That's, that's sort of like a Muslim marriage, you know? If the woman does not obey, uh, you beat her until she does. And then you put her in a burqa because uh, the burqa keeps you from seeing uh, the welts and bruises, eh? So, we're going to discuss this because, I look, I, I understand that Beth Moore has brainwashed a lot of women. I get that. I understand that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, Sisyphus trying to, is that, was that his name? One of the dudes that was trying to push a stone up a hill. It's not. It, look, culture is damaged already. It's, it's beyond any sort of uh, easy fix. The culture we are currently living in uh, doesn't have any easy fixes to avail itself of. The only thing that will nudge culture back to normalcy, including in in, in the church culture. Because I'm reading of, of, oh, pastor got arrested for punching his wife out. I'm sorry, those things ought not to happen. If you understand biblical marriage the way it ought to be understood, you beating your wife, hitting your wife, laying hands on your wife, is unacceptable. End of story. There is a reciprocity. To a biblical marriage. That's why biblical marriages work. That's why in good times and in bad, for richer or poorer, biblical marriages have a way of lasting the way that unbiblical marriages don't. So, we're going to... I I know, I know. Come on, man. Talk about everything else. Nope. You earned this. Because it's annoying. It's uh, pedantic. It's, it's, it's infantile. But I feel as though a lot of you need, need a, a, a refresher course on what marriage is. So uh, I guess I, I, I need to make these stipulations. I have never once laid hands on my wife, blah, blah, blah. I've never beat my wife. I never would. I love her. I, I love her more than I love myself. I would sacrifice my own comfort. I would sacrifice my own well-being just to see her smile. Add to that the fact that she is the mother of my children. How? Why? There is no narrative. There is no story. There is no what if that would, would compel me to raise my hand to my wife. Now, does she frustrate me sometimes? yes. We talk it out because uh, we are adults. We use the words, you know. You, you speak and I speak and we come to consensus and we say, okay, let's do it this way. So, that said, Ephesians 5. I know, those of you that because it's been a, a real juicy week. I mean, Joe Biden said that he was going to go to war with China over Taiwan, and then the White House yanked on his leash so hard his adult diaper came free. They're, they're, they're trying to fix everywhere that comes out of this man's mouth. But I know, I know, the other guy was so much worth. Was he, though? Was he? I'm just saying. I know there, there's some in, in the prophetic uh, that, that insist that, oh, this, this is far better than what we would have gotten. Uh, you know what? God bless you. I don't. I don't want to go to war with you because I'd feel as though uh, I, I was beating, you know, a, a handicapped child. So I, it's there, there. There's something to be said of just letting, you know, sleeping dogs lie. Because I, I know my aptitudes. I know how I can tear apart your entire narrative. I know how I can point out to things that well. Eh, you do that are wholly unbiblical, uh, that 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 ought to disqualify you, wink wink, uh, from uh, calling yourself a prophetic voice uh, of the end times or otherwise. But let's just do this first. Like I said, I don't know how long it's going to take, because uh, yeah, I, this is this is a good refresher course: biblical marriage versus patriarchal marriage. I know the patriarchy ruined everything. Eh, Patriarchy built the world you live in. I know, but women could have done it. Well, uh, there, there's a lot of women in charge now. There's a lot of women that are presidents and prime ministers, women that are uh, head of uh, economic decisions that westernized nations make. Uh, give it six months and see where uh, the leadership. Of the female class in the world, and the leadership of the economic minds uh, that that are uh, you know doing what they can to lead us through this storm of uh, financial uh, winds. Uh, give give it some time and see uh, how how uninspired and how uh, short they will fall because. If anyone thinks we've seen the end of uh, economic hardship, if anyone thinks that, well, you know, we're we're, we're, we're back on track, that they're fooling themselves. It's only going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. And right now the powers that be, even here in the U.S., uh, are warning us, the little people, that, well, uh, your uh, heating costs, oil costs, gas costs, things that keep you alive during winter, especially if you live in a cold state, uh, they're gonna probably go through the roof. So it's not just Europe anymore. It's not well. That's a problem reserved for Europe. We were smarter and we prepared. No, we didn't. And no, we weren't. We're 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 probably dumber than they because they don't have the option of drilling off oil. They don't have the option of pipelines. They don't have the option of all the things that we did and stopped doing because. We want to save the planet. Uh, okay, but the planet's still here. It's been here for, you know, m- millions, billions of years. It'll be here long after you're gone, and apparently in California, long after you're composted, which is kind of gross. I mean, they tried, they tried going with, uh, you know, the, the cannibalism route. You know, maybe it's time to reconsider eating people. And when they saw that didn't take, well, eh, if we can't eat you, we'll compost you. So, it's, eh, eh, ugh. anyway, back to Ephesians 5. I know, see, Mikey gets sidetracked, but then he gets back on message eventually. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. I know, but, but the thing on marriage is all the way in verse 20. Yeah, but it lays the groundwork for the kind of person you need to be in the sight of God, the kind of individual you need to be as a child of God in order to have a fruitful marriage in order to have a satisfying marriage in order to have a fulfilling marriage, because I, I understand, you know, there's, there's that, that, that mindset in modern day culture. Well, I'm going to, you know, up to 30, I'm just going to do what I want. It's, it's like the Amish rum on, on steroids. See, I even know about that. Mike knows a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, so so basically most women rum springa until thirty. I'm talking about the godless, not the church ladies, there's exceptions. Why do I need to caveat everything? Don't be so sensitive. Every time I say anything about anything other than, you know, men or pigs, well not all women. I know that. I'm not talking to you. If if you're a faithful wife and if you're a good mother and, and if you understood what the Word of God says regarding being wise from early youth and making the right choices, this isn't for you. But a vast majority of women, whether in the church and without, because let's not fool ourselves, church girls, just as frisky, if not more so than worldly girls, they just tend to keep it secret more. I was single once. I, and, and I'm not the most handsome man in the world. No one has ever... Uh, mistaken me for Bradley Pitts. But when I was single, I had quite a number of young ladies throwing themselves at me, ladies that were church girls, you know, that are, wait, hold on a minute. Don't, don't you have a, you know, red line this far, no further? I, I thought the Bible said, uh, apparently not. And I'm like, whoop time for me to skedaddle because if, if you're not walking in truth, when you're single, then once you're married, the consequences of you not walking in that truth will will become, uh, how do I put it, obvious, and, and, and they'll become a hindrance in your marriage. So, back to the original idea, the the, the generational rumspringa, up until 30, 32, 34, there are many women, because feminism, uh, that, that will do whatever they want, however they want. They, 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 they feel as though they're entitled to, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's, there's people that said they had kids listening to this, which I, I don't recommend. But if you do, then I'm going to keep it uh, PG and family-friendly. There are women that up until until their 30s uh, are are loose, to say the least. Uh, They chase after the bad boys. They chase after uh, the Chads, the Bradley Pinnaces of the world. Uh, And then uh, once uh, they've been rung through and once they've been used up and once uh, they've lost count, let's put it that way, they decide they want to settle down and have a you know a good old-fashioned mariage uh... by the time they find a lucky young man uh... are they're, they're close to forty uh, unable to, to have children because well there's a certain age when women are more fertile when uh, having of said children does not come when it, with inherent risk as older does let's just put it that way uh... and then because uh, they lavish all of their attention on their pet poodle and dress it up in a sweater and refer to it as their baby, they are unfulfilled. They're empty in their lives. Now, most individuals, not just women, but men as well, are unable to take accountability for the choices they make. They refuse to be responsible and acknowledge consequences. And so rather than look in the mirror and go, I I made some bad choices in my youth. There are certain things I cannot have today because of the choices I made 10, 15, 20 years ago. And so I have to be content with the not having of children. Rather than doing that, uh, they, they begin to grow embittered towards their spouse, towards their husband, even though their husband might have never said, well, why, why can't we have children, or we can't have children because, you know, you're, you're pushing 45. Uh, they, they will create a narrative in their minds. And the more time passes, the more bitter they will get towards their spouse, even though their spouse might be a perfectly reasonable fellow. And this is why you have divorce rates, both in the church and without, Hitting what, 60% now? So, the choices you make have consequences, whether immediately or far off into the future. This is why it's good to sit down like, like Jesus said, count the cost of the choice that you make, whether following him, whether having a 30-year run at Rumspringa, whatever that is. You have to count the cost of the choices that you make and acknowledge the fact that there will be consequences to the choices that you make. Because I've heard, again, probably Beth Moore fans, I can't confirm, but a woman that has just been a prostitute, save for the fact that she didn't charge money for 30 years, go, well, I'm revergent now. How does that work exactly? Just because you say it, I understand. Now boys can say they're girls, girls can say they're boys, they can say they're rabbits or sheep or horses, but just because you say a thing does not make it so. So, this is before the marriage thing, before finding a helpmate, before all these things, the Word of God says, if you want to have a fulfilled life, if you want to have a happy life, if you want to have a life of purpose and consequence, Be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And then, as a counterpoint, Paul writes to the Ephesians and says, But, however fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints i'm sorry is the bible i, I i'm not pulling this out of the ether this is in the book i know but this is 2022 I mean, she could, she could hoe around as long as she doesn't get a septum piercing and doesn't think she's a man. No. Why do we have to lower the standard? Because the lower the church goes as far as the standard is, the worse the world will get. Because the godless don't go, well, at least we see eye to eye. No, there's always some new perversion. I mean, it, they're still trying to push pedophilia on you and say, it's okay. What is it, uh, minor attracted persons now? They're MAPs. They're not pedos. They don't deserve to be lobotomized or chemically castrated. No, they're just MAPs. They're minor attracted persons. That's evil. See, you, 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 you allow for fornication and uncleanness in the church, the world does one better. Hey, let's go after kitties. So it's not as though we will make enough concessions towards the world where we're going to level out. When we accept one thing, the world goes two rungs lower. When we accept that thing that, that, that the world went lower on, they'll go lower still. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. This for this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. <gasps> I know, I, why do you pick on Beth so much? Because she deceives with empty words, and she deserves to be called out. I know, it's the Jezebel spirit in me. No, no, no. It's not about patriarchy, it's not about Jezebel, it's about what the book says. The book says, let no one deceive you with empty words. Now, as someone who takes the time every week, comes on here, and and, and is compelled by his duty to speak the truth to you, if I didn't point out those who would deceive you with empty words, I wouldn't be doing my job. Are we getting it yet? Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. <gasps> I know, but that, that's mean-spirited. Why are you so mean? Because the book says expose them. It doesn't say sweep them under the rug, because I've been told, well, you focus on what people do in churches and pastors falling and stuff. Expose them biblical imperative, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, finally, we get to biblical marriage. Again, biblical, not patriarchal. Allow me to take a sip of my plain water because uh, I had too much coffee this morning. So give me a second. Water. So, the reciprocity of a healthy marriage, of a biblical marriage. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And this is where the cat mom chorus comes in. But what about husbands? Shouldn't they submit? Nope. The Bible says, Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Now, some even in the church, seeing as they have not submitted to the Lord, have a difficult time submitting to their husbands. I know, I'm hurting you. It hurts so good. It's the book. I'm sorry if it says, Husbands, submit to your wives. Guess what? That is what I would be preaching. But it says, Wives, submit to your husbands. As to the lord now there are some within the sphere of the prophetic uh, who have taken on wives with very masculine energy let's let's just put it that way and because they never had the wherewithal to sit down and and have a conversation with with their wives regarding this passage as far as being submissive to their husbands as to the Lord, Uh, their wives run their lives, tell them what to say, uh, insert themselves in ministry when they ought not to be there, ride the coattails of their husbands, and you see the pattern because though the, and, and it, ah, see, why do you make me do this? You made me do this. As I say to my wife sometimes when she has a horrible idea, like going out to try Indian food for the first time, and I see her nose crinkle, and I see that she really doesn't like it, I, I, I lean over to her and gently say, remember, you wanted this so remember you wanted this now the problem is not the masculine energy that some women have some women are tougher than others my wife anyone will tell you has a very masculine energy she's authoritative speaks her mind she's a go-getter she's very driven but all of that masculine energy gets set aside when it comes to the relationship between her and I. So there's nothing wrong with a woman being assertive. There's nothing wrong with a woman having a career. There's nothing wrong with a woman being strong. Some women need to be strong for the sake of their families. And, and I'm sorry to say, because their husbands aren't the men they ought to be. All right? So when when a man allows for the world to dictate his nature and he becomes exceedingly feminized to the point that I know guys and and, and I've told them from the bottom of my heart, look, I I like you as a person, but, but you sitting in your basement day after day playing video games and eating Cheetos is not what a man ought to be doing. Because as there are instructions for a wife there are also instructions for husbands in the Bible it is reciprocal a man needs to do his duty a wife needs to do her duty in the sight of the Lord and that is what makes for a happy marriage the problem with a wife with masculine energy not being able to put that aside and and, and overlording or, or lording over her husband is that eventually because this is the way that God constructed men and women in relationships uh, she gets sick of it she sees that he's been emasculated she sees that, that he's not a man as far as the Bible says a man should be and so she begins to resent him and guess what happens boom, she left me. Why do you think she left me? Because you weren't the head of your household. Because you didn't say, wife, come here. This is what the Bible says regarding our relationship. I love you, but take your masculine frame, take your masculine energy, and whenever we are discussing something as far as our relationship is concerned set it aside, because it's not biblical, and it's detrimental to any relationship. And you can see the pattern. I know, I'm not going to say who, but I, I, I've seen it. One man with a wife with, with masculine energy, she gets sick, she leaves. He gravitates towards another one with the same sort of masculine energy. Because he's been cold, has been neutered, he doesn't know how to be a man anymore. And I don't care how many women say, well, I want someone who's sensitive, who sits by the fire and plays guitar for me, who draws me pictures of hearts and horses. God created women in such a way where they respond to masculinity, and to a masculine force in their life. Men are supposed to be the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Husbands, the men, because it's not just women. Look, when a relationship falls apart, when a marriage falls apart, when there's no longer love and excitement and joy in a household, it's never just one person's fault. It's never, oh, she was just batting the whip. You let it get to that. You didn't do your duty as a husband because there are instructions for husbands I as well. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church." For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So, My question to the men is, do you love your wife as Christ loved the church? Before you have the expectation of your wife submitting to you as to the Lord, have you done your part? Have you done your duty? And do you love her as Christ also loved the church? the reciprocity of a biblical marriage. I know. We just spent 36 minutes on this. But I think it was necessary. Because what we're seeing today is, how do I put it? Worldly logic pretending to be biblical teaching and causing heartache and causing division and causing divorce and causing children to live with one or the other or or hopscotch between the two every other week and you have to realize that the next generation will be worse than this and the generation after will be worse than that unless we're able to break the cycle, unless we're able to return to the notion of a biblical marriage, unless men are willing to love their wives as Christ loved the church, unless women are willing to submit to their husbands as to the Lord. It's it's not a mystery. There's there's no secret to it. It's in the book. Now, I understand there are individuals who would monetize everything. There's who is it? Uh there, there's uh Juanita Biden is uh, apparently uh, uh she she's a televangelist. I she I she's been around forever. Uh but now she's uh charging 1500 bucks for a prayer course uh i i may be able to get away with like 15 bucks for a marriage course uh probably more because a lot of people are dissatisfied and unhappy in their marriage and the reason isn't because well you know she doesn't cook as often as i'd like or he doesn't vacuum or pick up his socks or whatever it's 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 because they're not living biblical marriages she is not submitting to him as unto the lord he does not love his wife as christ loved the church you do these two things happy marriage you don't have to have all the money in the world you don't have to have a mcmansion but you will have joy and happiness and fulfillment Uh, we'll we'll get into the $1,500 prayer course next week because there's still things that we must discuss uh, before the end of this program that are uh, a wee bit more relevant. Uh, uh, You know, as, as far as, you know, end of the world things and whatnot. So on the one side... You have uh, Vladimir Putin accusing the West of uh, nuclear blackmail, and he's actually uh, announced conscriptions to boost the Russian army. On the other, you have uh, the president of the Ukraine insisting that Russia must be punished. Now, let's take a step back and reiterate what I've told you time and again. The only thing Vladimir Putin needs to do is nothing. He's already shut off the pipeline. Europe isn't getting gas. The only thing he needs to do is simply nothing. And this winter you will have revolts throughout all the westernized nations of europe from germany to italy to france to spain because nobody likes to freeze in their own homes so if they think they have putin over a barrel if they think they, they they've got him cinched up and now he needs to you know come to the table and give up he doesn't and he won't And if you understand the mindset of a man like Vladimir Putin, you know that he's not one to back down. By the same token, you have Zelensky saying, yeah, the UN needs to punish Russia. This reminds me of a scenario where a bully starts beating up on a kid. While he's beating up on the kid, a few other bigger kids come and stop the bully from beating him. Now, the bully gets a little courage in him, and he's pointing to the, the, the one that was just beating him and going, Yeah, you guys get him. You beat him. You get him. What the kid getting beat up doesn't understand is that the other kids who saved him might have just done it in order to be nice. If, however, their saving him comes at a cost or a price, if it becomes a cost to them, then they can just walk away and leave the little kid and the bully to fight it out for themselves. This is probably the best way I can put, put this. Vladimir Putin tried to bully the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians, you know, they put up a fight because that's what you do when you get punched in the face. Then along came the UN and the US, and the little kid got, got bold and courageous. And now he's pointing to, the, to his bullying going, yeah, you need to beat him up good, teach him a lesson. The problem is, the other kids that intervened aren't willing to get hurt themselves in order to save the little kid. The little kid should have run away and have been thankful for having been saved. This is not the way it's working out momentarily. So, Russian leader Vladimir Putin announced the beginning of a partial military conscription in a speech on Wednesday in which he accused the West of nuclear blackmail and trying to destroy Russia. Vladimir Putin has announced the beginning of conscription measures in Russia in response to growing difficulties the country is facing in the Ukraine war, a move that potentially represents a significant escalation of Moscow's already bloody conflict. The announcement was made as part of a rare public address given by the Russian president to the citizens of his country, during which he also accused Western powers of, ultimately, aiming to destroy Russia. Now, you might think to yourself, I don't think the Russian people would go for that conscription and all. What you fail to understand is that the Russian people, for the most part, are more patriotic and nationalistic than the West gives them credit for. I understand that the the West is is, is very focused on transgender rights and other things. What was uh, the the last thing I read? A, A trans care group, which is oxymoronic, a trans care group removes... Age Guidelines for Puberty Blockers and Sex Change Surgeries. So now, if your kid's six months old and he's a boy but he picks the pink blankie, well, by all means, puberty blockers are plenty. I know, six months, they can't swallow the pills, but hey, there's injections. So while we're focused on this, While our elected officials continue to insist that we're living in the worst country in the history of the world, that we need to pay reparations, that if you're white, you ain't right, if you're black, you're whack, or whatever. It's all about division anyway. They're just trying to pit people against each other so people don't notice what they've done to the country. But while we're focused on all these things, the Russians aren't dealing with this kind of psychotic idiocy so when their president comes on and says yeah uh, we have an enemy it's the west western powers are aiming to destroy Russia we need to conscript our young we need to go to war This 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 is not something that we can gloss over lightly this is not something we can shrug our shoulders and go well you know whatever because mm, it's escalating. This is escalation. I don't don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you read into it. It's escalation. While this information in relation to the ongoing conflict is widespread, there now appears to be consensus, at least that the invasion is not going as well for Russian forces as the Kremlin might have initially hoped. The new Russian conscription measures are likely aimed at making available more troops for the conflict in an attempt to rescue what Russia has euphemistically termed its special military operation in Ukraine. Or, and I'm just putting it out there, it's not so much to rescue special military operation in Ukraine, but perhaps it's to prepare for something larger, something bigger scale than just Ukraine. Hmm? Oh, I don't know. It is a possibility, but again, look, the West has been so propagandized. Everything is, is being filtered through a narrative. And by the time the West realizes that the narrative they've been fed isn't reality, you're going to have a lot of Russian young men wanting to see the Eiffel Tower guns in hand. I just think. In the speech given on Wednesday morning, Vladimir Putin repeated Russia's claims the invasion of Ukraine was purely defensive in nature and specifically aimed at protecting Russia's Crimea. Crimea as well as the Donbass region, which has a sizable population of ethnic Russians. From allegedly aggressive measures taken by the Zelensky administration in Kiev, Putin seized and colonized Crimea in 2014. Uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, why it's important for Jul, because uh, Ukraine is not the West. You are. And by the things that Vladimir Putin is saying, uh, he isn't Reticent in escalating to the point of nuclear war. I know somebody said this is a possibility. Somebody even said if civil unrest in America, then the Russians would attack. But hey, I know. What, what do I know? What, what What does this ministry know? We don't know nothing. It, it was like, uh, who was it? Uh, Mitt Romney saying our, our biggest uh, threat is Russia and uh, Obama being uh, the Rhodes Scholar that he is laughing and going, oh, oh, oh. the 80s called they want their uh, foreign policy back. Oh, and everybody thought, that's so genius. Oh, my goodness, that's so genius. Apparently it wasn't because right now it's, it's not just the Russians that we have to be wary of. He's also the chinese and uh, uh bumble puppy uh el señor uh, Robinette, apparently just i he he says the worst possible things at the worst possible time because that's his nature so now uh the, the white house had to scramble and and, and sort of a walk back the idea that we'd defend taiwan um because we're 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 in a pickle, and it, it's only getting worse because well, no foreign power in this world has any respect for Mr. Robinette Biden or his administration, and no foreign power fears our military because uh Our our focus for the last few years has been uh, preferred pronouns and uh, free transgender surgery if you sign up. Putin accused the Ukrainian government of organizing a genocide in the Donbass against people who refused to recognize the government that was created in Ukraine as a result of what the Russian head of state described as a Western-backed state coup in 2014. The coup Putin referred to is known in Ukraine as the Maidan Uprising, a wave of protests that resulted in the ouster of pro-Russian President Viktor Yakunovich or Yanukovych. Russian officials have repeatedly argued that current Ukrainian President Zelensky is illegitimate because of the events of 2014. Uh, let's scroll down here. Uh, to to, to get to the relevant part, because we're running out of time. See how quickly time has flown. Discussing marriage, of all things. Anyway, in its aggressive anti-Russian policy, the West has crossed every line, Putin said. In Washington, London, Brussels, they are directly pushing Kiev to transfer military operations to our territory. No longer hiding, they say that Russia should be defeated by all means on the battlefield, followed by the deprivation of political, economic, cultural, in general, any sovereignty with the complete plunder of our country. Putin also accused the West of threatening Russia with nuclear blackmail, saying that his country was willing to defend itself, and you need to underline this because Unlike Joe Biden, he is not a man to have word salads by any means necessary. Putin appeared to threaten the possible use of nuclear weapons himself should Russia's territorial integrity be threatened. I would like to remind those who make such statements regarding Russia that our country has different types of weapons as well. And some of them are more modern than the weapons NATO countries have, he said. In the event of a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us, Putin continued, before warning that this threat of retaliation was not a bluff. So, my heartfelt advice at this juncture would be to believe the words that people speak. If someone perchance tells you that they're willing to do something, then continues and says, "Uh, this is not a bluff, I would wager that you should likely believe them. Because not believing them could have catastrophic consequences. I understand that we'd rather push this can down the road and hope that, well, you know, he might not do it. But, if you were a nationalistic, patriotic individual, and you felt as though the West was threatening your way of life, and you had weapons at your disposal that, well, would, uh, would, would cause unspeakable harm, And you came to the point of threatening to use them. At that juncture, do you really think that you'd be bluffing? Because, I mean, it'd be really easy for the West to call his bluff, wouldn't it? But I don't see any heads of state Exceedingly excited about the prospect of going to war with Russia. So, somehow, I get the feeling that they know he wasn't bluffing. And if they know he wasn't bluffing, he knows they know. Interesting times ahead, kids. Interesting times ahead. Um, Personally, I do not trust this administration to see us out of this. And the worse the economy gets, the more they will have to deal with issues within our borders rather than focus on Russia. And with that, thank you all for listening. May God bless you. May God keep you. Until next time, be wise. Gino,
1: if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, we've been warning for many, many years that this would come to this point because America, in its haughty and proud condition, does not want to repent. Nineveh repented. America just stubbornly says, let's kill more babies. Let's have more gay pride parades. And God has had enough. When God says he's had enough, he's had enough. And we are entering right into the fulfillment of what God showed to Every Christian in America should be aware of the prophetic warning that Michoud gave. Mike gave. I traveled with Mike almost 20 years. And although he did not want to, you know, take on the mantle of Dimitri that some tried to throw on Mike, we, he still faithfully went out and warned these things are going to happen. Doesn't repent. In fact, since 9 one we've gotten worse, way worse. It's like people have in leadership, almost like a death wish with the preborn. It's so criminal to let them live. And, and we're not even talking just people who don't know God. We're talking crazy governors like Northam who, who wanted infanticide, who claimed to go to the Baptist church, or even in my town having a drag show when the mayor goes to a church. And yet thinks we're progressing, so having something like that's okay. Ichabod, you know, when they say peace and safety, what? Sudden destruction shall come. America's at the door of judgment. And it's going to be a severe judgment. And if you think we're the apple of God's eye, think again. Because Revelation 18 says... God's device was against Babylon. God's device was against it. Because America is against God in many ways. We took prayer out of schools. We take the Bible out of school. Colleges are, for the most part, incubators of socialism, communism, and atheism. And they decry anyone that does God's work or God's or evangelism on the campuses. Anyways, go to handofhealth.com. I would urge everyone, get the warning out while you can. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Bodea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhealth.com. If you have questions about our ministry... You can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.